What's up, you guys? Welcome to another episode of Constance the Podcast. It's Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. Let's get into today's outfit. I don't know if I like it, but I'm going to still show it to you guys. I have a black short sleeve crop blazer on. I have striped leggings on. I was trying to think of the color, but I don't even know what color these are. Gray and black. I don't know the color. And some black mules and silver jewelry, silver earrings. Okay, so that's the fit. I tied the blazer with this black belt that I found um, just so that I could like give my chest the look that I wanted. I don't know. Pull it together real quick. It actually took me a pretty long time to pull together. That's neither here nor there. You guys know, I love to give advice. I'm always giving advice. I don't know if I ever told y'all the reason why I began the advice column. You know, I've explained that I love giving advice. I love to share my experiences and I hope that y'all take away from them. But the whole advice column submission thing came about um, during my time in L.A., when I was in L.A., uh, y'all know that I was struggling with homelessness for a few, a month or two, right? And one day, in the midst of walking the streets with my older brother, we came across some woman. And she asked to use my phone. And I let her use my phone. And after she used my phone, she got to talking to me about her story, da 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 da, -da. Right? And um, the story's a pretty fucked story, dealing with a fucked up nigga, reason why she's in the shit she's in now. Um... She was itching, acting like she was high off something. She probably was high off something or relapsing from a high. One of the two, right? Anyways, I had $6 left to my name. And something in my spirit said to give it to her. So I gave it to her. And um, we went our separate ways. Maybe a few weeks passed. And my old I was complaining to my older brother about, first of all, actually, before the few weeks passed, I got to talking to my older brother. And I was so teary-eyed when speaking with him. And I was like, I really just wanted to tell her to leave that guy and do better for herself and, and believe in herself and da-da-da-da-da-da, all the shit that I be telling y'all, right? All the shit that I be telling myself. I told my brother that. He's like, it's okay. Don't worry about it. All right, boom. A few weeks passed. And I'm complaining to my brother about the fact that I'm, I didn't know what to podcast about. I had taken a break from podcasting while we were in L.A. because I just didn't know what the fuck to talk about. And for all of my fellow podcasters, y'all know, sometimes you're like, what the fuck do I podcast about? Okay. My older brother was like, well, why don't you start in an advice column? You're always giving advice, wanting to give relationship advice to people. Remember that woman a couple weeks ago? And then I remembered her and I was like, oh my God, you know what? Let's start the fucking advice column. So I started the advice column three years ago um, and I've been getting submissions ever since. Now, I'm not going to lie. I feel like prior to this uh, new phase of the podcast, like, years ago when I started the advice com column, I was getting a lot of submissions. And I want to get back to that. And I feel like y'all maybe forget or maybe y'all don't know. I don't know. Anyways, today we're dedicating today to a bunch of advice com submissions. We got on Reddit. We got some advice com submissions. And I'm hoping this will urge you guys or remind you guys that I do give advice, okay? So that was a quick little story time. Now we're going to get into the advice com submissions. And hopefully... By the end of today's episode, you guys need advice from me or feel comfortable seeking advice from me. Remember, if you need advice, give me a call, 240-587-3186. You'll be prompted with a voicemail message, right? There'll be a tone, and then you leave your voicemail after the tone, and I'll play the voicemail here on this podcast and give you advice that way. If you're nervous about calling for whatever reason, you don't have to call. You can click the link down below in the description box or the link in my Instagram bio, I can't the pod, that will take you to my advice column, and there you can leave an anonymous written submission. Anonymous meaning nobody knows who the fuck left it, all right? Boom. Let's get into today's advice. Dear Constance, how do I dress to get more attention from my man? 
I'm a 23-year-old woman who has been living with my boyfriend for over six months now. Our relationship as a whole is awesome, but sometimes I just wish we could do more things together in bed since he is my first partner who is more experienced than me. I grew up in a very conservative family, resulting in me feeling left out in life among my friends ever since I was a teenager, resulting in lack of certain social skills. Please recommend some tips and tricks to spice it up. First and foremost, y'all should talk about it because y'all been living together. You should definitely let him know, hey, I'm trying to get more sexual with you. And I will also encourage you to not wait for him to make the first pass every time. I don't know if that's the dynamic y'all got now, but take it upon yourself to try to, you know, spice things up. If y'all sitting around in the house, get up on top of him and give him some love. Show him what you want. You know, sometimes it takes sometimes it takes you asserting some dominance and letting it know, letting it be known that you want it now. Right? So that's what I would recommend you do. Yeah. Yeah. If y'all have advice for this person, leave it down below in the comment section. I'm sitting here trying to think, but I think that's all you can do. If, if, uh, like, I don't think dressing is going to be the thing to get more attention because you're living with this person and they've seen you naked. They've seen everything. They've seen the worst. They've seen the best outfits. They've seen it all. And you shouldn't be worried about how to dress around the house unless you want to spice it up and get some lingerie. You could freak it like that. Go get you some sexy lingerie and just put a show on for him. Strip tease, sex things. I don't know. Whatever you're comfortable with. I'm just saying, take it apart. I think. After having a conversation with him, if shit doesn't improve, you can take it upon yourself to spice things up by getting some sexy lingerie and being more dominant in the house and in the bedroom and, and, and you know, when it, when it comes to sex time, sexual times. Okay, boom. Next. Dear Constance, I'm not sure what to do. So Friday last week, I got my first physical COVID symptoms and tested positive for COVID. Working HVAC trade and had a fever of 102 to 103 highest i've ever had called out and then yesterday was paid holiday for us so lucked out a little on a longer weekend i called on monday and said look i am still fully fully sick and they told me that quarantine is only five days now so they will give me until wednesday okay cool mama didn't raise no bitch but da 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 piece of me feels like i should not be at work especially with needed tradesmen doing shoulder-to-shoulder work on a new install in someone's house am i tripping or do i just go in and shut the fuck up what would you guys do i feel tremendously better and i will work if i'm not dying but that's just me curious to hear your thoughts personally if i had covid i will wait the 14 days i don't care what the fuck quarantine put what the government pushed it to and i would just tell your boss you know what i don't feel comfortable coming in and if I do come in, everybody should know that I had COVID five days ago. Like, it's just very dangerous, sticky situation. I would just say I can't come in. That's what the fuck I would do. Um, if you up for it and you going to work, you just got to think about the other people. They need to know that you had COVID. So it's either you go in and everybody knows and maybe everybody calls out because they're uncomfortable. Or you just take those few days off until you know that the quarantine time has passed. Boom. Next. Dear Constance, not sure if I want to date a possibly transgender partner. I'm not entirely sure how to label my sexuality, but I like who I like and I don't mind any gender. But my partner is questioning their gender. And we've been trying to figure out how exactly they feel about it. And I'm not sure I want to continue being with them if they come out as trans. One of my concerns is my type in both genders is different and they wouldn't be my type in that gender at all. So I don't know if I would be attracted to them. Second is I feel like Second is, I feel like it would be like I'm dating a different person after they transition. I don't know if I'm just being shallow or if it's okay to feel like this. I support them fully, but I'm worried 
they and their friends would think I'm transphobic. Basically, I need to know if my feelings are valid. What do I do? Okay, I think it's very normal to... Like, I think it's normal to have a type. Whether the person is transgender, gay, straight, whatever, like, you're allowed to have a type. I think transphobia, homophobia, any of those phobias comes into play when you're hateful towards someone simply because of their sexual orientation, right? Or their gender, whatever it is. I think you should just express this to your partner. Let them know you aren't interested in pursuing it. Not necessarily because they're trans, but because they're no longer your type after making this transition. You get what I'm saying? I think that's what I would do. And if, you know, as they transition, you can still be a part of their life. Y'all can still be besties. Y'all can still hang out. Y'all can still kick it. You just won't be sexually attracted to them anymore. And I think that that's normal. You know, fuck what their friends think. If their friends think that you're transphobic because you're being real with yourself, or if she, or if they, if your partner thinks that um, you're transphobic because you're being real with yourself and being real with them, that's a pill that they have to swallow alone on their own. There's not much you can do. But I think if you're treating them with respect and you're just being honest with yourself about what it is that you like and what you're attracted to, then there is no shame in that. Yeah, there is no fucking shame in that. Mm-hmm. It's okay to have like types you know types and preferences those are murky waters because i know a lot of people will say things like oh i don't fuck with a completely different subject if first of all that's the advice i have for you if you have advice for this person or any of the other people please make sure you're leaving the comments down below in the comment section but um preference is is i feel like it's murky water but i think a lot of people like to cover up their hate for something with the word preference in this case i don't think that this is hate i think this is true preference but people will say things like honestly i think you could even say something like i don't like black girls sure fine do i believe it probably not but i think it becomes a problem when it's i'm not attracted to black girls and you're black like that's a big question mark for me like something happened in your past that you haven't gotten over yet and so you just attacking all black women but honestly even to hear that it wouldn't phase me i think it becomes a serious serious problem to me personally not serious problem but an eye opener uh furrowed eyebrow if you were to say something along the lines of black women are ghetto da, 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 and then you black yourself honestly you just shouldn't be saying negative shit about the races it's one thing to have your preference you know what i don't like black people or i don't like dating outside my race or i don't like dating tall people or, i don't like dating short people or i don't like this this that you know what i'm saying it's okay to have what you do and what you don't like but being hateful with it is when it becomes a problem. Y'all know what hate looks like. Like I said, how I broke it down. Y'all know what it is. Like, I really don't care who likes what. What you like, how you like it. You can tell me to your face that you don't like black people. I ain't even gonna cry about it. But, like, you don't like black women. I ain't gonna cry about it. But, just don't be hateful with the shit. And don't tell me unsolicitedly either. Like, I remember I had, I talked about it on this podcast once, I believe. Like, somebody came up to me out of nowhere well, not out of nowhere. I probably say something that provoked it. But we weren't talking about being interested in each other anyways. Long story short, I wasn't fucking with the game plan he had. And so I made it known that I wasn't fucking with it. And he was like, well, I wouldn't. I don't know why he said this. I wasn't even talking about dating him. But he was like, I wouldn't date anybody as dark as you or darker. The nigga was darker than me. I'm just saying if something like that is like, are right, you projecting something happened? And now you feel like you got to let me know that? I ain't interested in you. But... If that's what you got to let me know, okay, but you have a problem internally. You got to dig deep down and figure out who hurt you and realize that whatever you have with that person is no longer with me. Y'all get what I'm saying? I don't know. I just went on a long tangent. At the end of the day, preference is preference. You're entitled to liking whatever you like, however you like. Just don't be hateful with the shit. Boom. Okay, next. <clears throat> um, 
Ooh, dear Constance, what are you supposed to do after a sneaky link? So I plan on hanging out with this guy when I come home from my trip, except I don't know what to do after we're done. Is it awkward? Do you just say thanks and leave it? Or excuse me, and leave? Is it awkward to leave after? Do guys expect you to, excuse me, do guys expect you to leave after? I have so many questions. I don't know what to do. After, I feel like you just feel the vibe. Like you go over there, y'all do, y'all do. And then you'll know in that time, do I stay or do I leave? Because they may be down to cuddle. They may ask you if you want something, not want something to eat, but you never know. You got to go there to see the vibe, but be prepared to leave. Shit, after y'all done, you can get up and leave. You ain't got to say thank you for shit. Just take your shit and go. Start leaving out. Like, all right, bet. Have a cool, you know, whatever you say to a friend whenever you're leaving the friend's house. Like, whatever. You know, I'm out. They might be like, stay. Or like I said, you'll just know the vibe based off the vibe. Just be prepared to go. Like, I wouldn't take no damn overnight bag unless... It's overnight. But even then with a sneaky, sneaky link, do you spend the night overnight? No, nah, I used to have late night sneaky links, and there was no spending the night. I used to force myself to spend the night. They would rock for it, but the vibe was just weird in the morning. It was like, all right, it's time to go. Don't even do it. Just be prepared to leave, but you'll know based off the vibe. The person will let you know. Next. First of all, y'all leave a comment down below. Sneaky link, do you just leave? Do you? What do y'all say when y'all ready to leave? I think everybody just goes and leaves. Everybody leave your, leave your fucking... Advice for this person down below in the comment section if you have any. Let us run a brief intermission and then we'll come back and then we'll finish up today's episode, okay? Run the brief intermission. If you're still here, that means you fuck with today's episode. So if you need advice, call in, all right? 240-587-3186. Call in, leave me a voicemail, and I'll address it in the next episode. Again, the number is 240-587-3186. Before we get back into the episode, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe if you are watching this on YouTube. And if you're tuned in on podcast streaming platforms, make sure you leave a review and a rating. All right, let's head back into today's episode. All right, you guys, we are back. We got another submission. This one is, Dear Constance, am I the asshole for wanting her to leave or pay rent? We have a guest in our house that moved in last year. The house guest is in her early 20s and is a family friend. This person moved in while in between housing last summer. They have been here for a year without house chores or rent. I guess I assume to save money for their own place. 12 months later, they're still here, not doing house chores or paying rent. We are now moving and this person is planning to move with us. We do not expect this and I'm not sure how to deal with it. I don't think we can continue to house people for free, but how do you even bring that up? Am I the asshole for wanting rent? I think I may be the asshole for waiting so long to bring this up. No, you are not the asshole. Today, you go sit with that person and you say, look, we will be moving. You've lived here rent-free, chore-free, all that stuff. If you want to come with us, you will need to pay rent. Elsewise, you know, it's time for you to start looking for your own place to live. And you just leave it like that. That's all you can say, you know. I would hope that they saved 12 years of no rent. They should have some money. And if they don't, again, that's not your problem. You know, you do whatever your heart's telling you to do. You sit and you talk to God about it. But to answer your question, you are not the asshole. You are intelligent. For piecing together that, it's time to start taking some rent. Yeah. Like, or the house chores, whatever you want done in the house, if they come in with you, they got to start abiding by those rules. But make sure you put those rules out there. Like, I don't know if you told them in the beginning that they didn't have to clean or do anything or they didn't have to pay rent. I don't know if you've ever asked them to do that, but make sure you, you know, communicate what it is that you want going forward. Okay? So, no, you are not the asshole. This is going to be the last advice column submission I get into today. Dear Constance, should I invite my sister to my wedding? Some background. My sister is diagnosed with bipolar personality disorder. 
self-diagnosed herself to have depression and I see her to be a bit narcissistic. Our relationship has deteriorated over time. She has the tendency of borrowing your stuff without returning it, never taking responsibility for her mistakes and blaming other people for shit she has caused on herself. She always sees herself as right and gaslights when confronted with conflicts against herself. She's attempted to kill herself when people did not get her what she wants and has placed all the blame on our parents for her mental issues. I ended our relationship when we got into a big fight where by the end she told all her friends that I had tried to kill her and threatened police action all because I confronted her about not cleaning up after herself it's a whole thing that I do not have the energy to mentally bring up again I decided having a relationship with her was not worth it and has lived and I have lived my life avoiding her when I can now I'm getting married and my mom is obsessed with being a whole family on the day I refuse I do not want to pretend I'm okay with her being there on my special day but I am being guilt tripped by my parents to include her they are incredibly devout Christians with the whole forgiveness thing but I do not want to force forgiveness especially on my wedding day I'm torn between my parents being sad she's not present that day or me being anxious and stressed by her being there am I being selfish everyone is telling me that she's still my sister blood bonds blah 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 blah, blah. but I just do not want to deal with her anymore I don't think you should invite your sister to your wedding. Y'all have a past and it's your special day. Not your parents, not hers, not anybody's. What you say goes. It's just one day. If she's mad at you for the rest of your life for not being invited to, to the wedding and you're willing to deal with that, then oh well, so be it. But I wouldn't let your parents guilt trip you into it just because she's your sister. If her being present at your wedding is going to cause you some stress, some tension, some anxiety, don't invite her. She'll survive. Y'all don't even get along anyways. Y'all don't even click anyways. Y'all haven't been together in a while anyways. Like, whatever. Family is family, but understand that you not inviting her does not, it no longer stops her from being your family. Like, she's still your family even if she's not invited to the wedding. Like, and she can't process that, oh, well. And if she isn't able to process that, the reason why she's not invited is because y'all don't get along, then, oh, well, you know, I just don't think you have to invite her to your wedding. Yeah. That is how I see it. So I hope that that helps. Being a Christian is so crazy because you do have to, I mean, forgiveness is a serious, it's a huge principle in a lot of Christian homes. It was big in mine. But I think it is so important to understand that just because you forgive someone does not mean that you have to reconcile, have them around, be close to them. I've talked about it before. Um, I don't know, man, everybody can't come along. You know, instantly I sit and I think about Lot's wife. God said, don't look back. She looked back. She got left behind. Sometimes if shit ain't, if, if it ain't adding up, the people ain't cooperating, they ain't listening, they ain't paying attention. And they, they do some shit that, how can I say this? Accountability. Okay. Lot's wife looked back. She turned into a pillar of salt. If you fuck me over and you don't get invited to the wedding, or you don't get invited wherever, or I don't want to hang with you, man, that is cause and effect. You get it? Like some things just result in cause and effect. That's all I can say. You know, forgive, but you still got to protect your peace. I saw something somebody posted the other day and they were like, you're not protecting your peace. You're running away from accountability. Yeah, sit and take the time to, to figure out are you holding yourself accountable? Did you assess everything that you did wrong in this situation or right in this situation, whatever? Did you just sit and look at the bigger picture in a non-biased way? And then at the end, make the fucking decisions that need to be made. Not everybody needs to be in your fucking life. Christian or no Christian. All right. We in the Let's Get Deep Box, by the way. 
can't do that one. I need somebody. Nope, I've answered that one before. All right, maybe we're not doing Let's Get Deep today. If you could pick your own name, what would it be and why? It would be Constance. If I had never heard of the name Constance, what name would I choose? I'm in love with the name Cielo. Cielo means sky or heaven in Spanish. I'm in love with it. My first daughter is getting that name. I love that name. It's a beautiful name. Would I take it? I think rightfully so. It's all, That's a pretty good one. If I'd never heard the name Constance, Cielo would be it. Which movie character would you want to be in? Why? I don't think there's any movie character that I look at and I'm like, oh, I want to be you. This looks so cool. I'm not even a movie person, as we've talked about several times before. Um, yeah, I don't think I have any movie characters that I'm like, no. No. I'm going to do one more. What fictional character do you relate to the most and why? I'm really bad at this because I don't like watch TV like that for real. I don't I don't think I relate to any. I think I like shows because I don't relate to them. Like if I'm watching something fictional, I'm not watching it to relate, you know. I'm watching it to take my mind somewhere that I'm not currently in. So the last thing I'm doing is sitting and like relate, relate. Um, I guess that we can talk about like Insecure. Insecure was a good one. Um, I feel like I was Issa and Molly in one. I've talked to, I've been burping a lot during this podcast. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Very gaseous. Um, I have an episode about it where I talked about, I feel like I was Issa because I, I portrayed the strong friend role. But then I also do feel like I'm Molly from time to time. I was definitely feeling Molly through her love cycles before she got to like her perfect person. Being so picky. I am a picky ass motherfucker. Like I'm picky with the type of jobs that I want. That I want. I'm picky with the people that I hang around. I'm picky about I am actually not picky about the food that I eat. That is one thing that I'm very open to. But everything else in my life, I'm super picky. My brother calls me like fake bougie. Like I, I'm just picky about shit. There's certain environments that I don't like to go to. I really hate public bathrooms. Like I'm picky. I'm picky about a lot of things. Um, And so I've definitely been picky in even like my relationships, walking away from people because they didn't look the way I wanted them to look. Um, I'm just really fucking picky and just critical, overly I was overly critical, like Molly was and insecure, and I think my pickiness stems from a very shallow place. I don't think being picky is bad at all. Like, you should definitely have high standards and make sure that anybody that you're around or any place that you go um, is in alignment with whatever standards it is that you have, right? But I also say don't be shallow and don't judge books by the cover, you know? I used to be very closed off to allowing people in my life simply based off of the way they look. Fucked up, I know. But I can admit that that's what I did. Um, I treated people poorly because of the way they looked. I wasn't, I was just very shallow. And um, I think Molly had a bit of shallowness in it when it came to picking people. So that's what I would say as far as, you know, who I can relate to. I don't know. One more, because I didn't really like those questions today. If you won the lottery, what would you do with the money? I would get my family up out of here, get my mama home, get me a home, and invest in this podcast, and just own some fucking property and make more money. One more. 
you ever sit hold on before i read this one do you ever sit and think about like what the fuck would i do if i won the lottery like i saw something one day and it was like how would you feel if you woke up with like 10 million dollars or whatever like you won a lot of money and obviously everyone in the room was like i would love it and then the person asked how would you feel if you won all that money and then but you could but you only had like one day to live and then i sat i think everybody just sat and thought about it they were like man fuck it like Money be sounding good, money be seeming good, money be, you know, you feel like having a lot of money will really change your life, but I would never exchange money for life. Like, I don't want $10 million, $10 million in only one day to live. I would rather have 10 million days to live and figure out a way to get that money other than having it the other way around. I don't know, like, when I stand, I think about the lottery and thinking about money, I'm just like, what the fuck would I do with that money? I don't have a game plan for that money, which is why it's great that I just don't have that money. I saw a post today, actually, you guys. Let me get the post. This post, uh, it says millionaires use strategy. They don't just journal and meditate hoping to make money. I can 110% say that I do agree because there was a point in time where I was so, I want to use the word delusional. I was very delusional and that is what took me to LA. I'm like, okay, if I go to LA, I'm going to touch this million. I'm going to manifest this million. I'm going to manifest this money writing in my journal, focusing on it. Like that's chasing energy. First of all, the rules to manifesting is putting it out into the air and not running after it. Right. But beyond that, you do need to have a fucking game plan to make the money. Like strategy is needed. Plans are needed. And you're not just going to conjure up this money out of nowhere. You're not going to pull it out your fucking ass. That's why I hate when people try to sell dreams about making money and 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 talking about manifesting this money. Like, be realistic with the shit. Your manifestation was the efforts that you put into having systems in place for you to make the money. Whether you thought, okay, I want a million, and you started putting efforts towards investing and whatever it is that you invested in, or whether it was you saying, okay, I wanted to make a million, and you began putting efforts towards a marketing plan and having strategy to have your business scale 10 times. You know what I'm saying? There is, there needs to be a system in place in order for you to make the money that you say that you want to make. Just keep it in 100, keep it in real. You're not going to run into that money simply by journaling or whatever. It sounds really dumb to say it sounds as if everybody could figure that out but i was very naive so i'm here to relay the message don't be like me and think that you're about to move across the country and your life is going to change drastically it's just not i hate when people say things like quit your job and pursue your dreams i would never tell anybody to fucking quit their fucking job i would never tell anybody to quit their fucking job because if you quit your fucking job and you out on the motherfucking street broke and poor i don't want to be held accountable for it have systems set in place to help you get the money or to help you get closer to your goal you know what i'm saying um yeah, it's, it's obviously it's unfortunate if you lose your job, like a situation that I'm in, I lost my job. I had no other option but to invest in my dreams until something else came up. But I would never tell anybody to quit their shit, to quit their job, because that's just misleading. Especially when you sit like when I was in the, you know, in the whole on the whole L.A. journey, the whole manifestation journey, whatever. Um, we had like my brother and I had close friends to us and they would say things like, oh, I manifested. $50,000, like $50,000 was deposited into my account. And then later on, me and my brother, we were sitting and we're thinking, we're like, damn, that $50,000 that they manifested came from a parent who has the means to give them that money. That's just not the situation that I have. And this is not to say that someone couldn't randomly give it to you, but the chances of that happening are very slim. You just don't need to be betting all your luck and, and all your luck on getting money randomly. Like really try to... 
plan for the life that you want. That's just all that I can say, right? You cannot say that you want something and not put work behind it. And that's for anything and everything in your life. I feel like it is very important that I relay that message because I went through it. So hopefully nobody else has to go through it. You need systems in place. The reason, the reason why I was even able to dig myself up out of the whole LA situation was my brother and I made eBooks for the business that I had and we made money off of that. And he got a job, like just being realistic. I will be dumb to come on here and paint the picture like, oh, I moved halfway across across the country and manifested money and not tell y'all the realities of what it really took. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's also good to not envy anybody and try to chase shit that other people have because you don't know the depths of what the fuck it is that you're chasing. You also don't know what the fuck it is, the depths of what the fuck it is that you're envying if for whatever reason you're jealous of somebody because they have something. You don't know what the fuck they did to get that shit. I'm always talking about it. But everything that shimmers ain't always gold. The grass ain't always greener on the other side. Like you would just, while you worried about what's going on over there, are you missing out on figuring out what you got to do over here? You get what I'm saying? I don't know. Let me end it. Um, That's all that I really had to fucking say. Oh, I actually wanted to give a shout out to somebody because they left me a comment and they've actually been commenting on my videos for a while and I don't think I've addressed them. So I just wanted to shout them out. Um, Lamira Onye. Hopefully I said it correctly. The comment says, We'll really be on the same type of time, and I love it. I enjoy watching your podcast, and I'm glad you're consistent with posting. Thank you. And I responded to her, but I want to say thank you so much for just taking time out of your day to comment and watch. She's been watching for a while and has been commenting um, every so often on different videos from months back. So I really appreciate it. If you guys want to shout out, please leave me a review and a rating. And to do so, download the podcast app on your phone, okay? Search for Constance, the podcast, and leave me a review and a rating. Ooh, hold on. I just checked and it says that I have 15 reviews and ratings. We just hit the goal. Okay. Apple Podcasts is so funky. They never like show me all of the reviews and ratings that I get. Or maybe you guys didn't leave text. So that's why. Anyways, I hit the goals. All goals have been reached this month. Don't forget you guys next month or tomorrow. Yes. Tomorrow my month of May vlog drops. So stay tuned for that, you guys. I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. Don't forget, if you need advice, give me a call, 240-587-3186. Screenshot this, post an Instagram story. Let me know you made it this far. Follow me at Constance the Pod on Instagram and TikTok. Follow me everywhere. I'm also subscribe. I'm also on YouTube. Subscribe to my personal YouTube channel at Black Mocha. And follow my personal Instagram and TikTok at Black Mocha. I'm tired of running this fucking mouth. Everything will be down below in the description box. I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. And I will see you in tomorrow's episode. Peace.